Okay, so uh, back at it. It is time for the Pistols Firing Podcast with your hosts, yours truly, Carson Cunningham. I mean, he's about as pretty as they get. Joined, as always, by Kyle Porter. When he breaks through and gets in the open, it's over. Gone. The Pistols Firing Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to another edition. It is April 9th. We have a fun show for you today. It is the uh, three-man weave today. You got Carson Cunningham here. Joining me, as always, is Kyle Porter. And maybe the hardest working man at PFB right now is Seth <laughs> is Seth Duckworth, our, uh, our wrestling aficionado. He has been churning out the content despite the pandemic. Uh, Seth, welcome to the uh, podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Looking forward to doing it. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we wanted to have Seth on because we're going to talk to uh, Oklahoma State wrestling coach John Smith today. He uh, is obviously living the living the quarantine life just like the rest of us. So we wanted to talk to him just about what's going on with that, how he's doing, uh, how he's continuing to uh, to lead and coach his his people, his student athletes from afar, and uh, maybe talk a little bit about the season and the future as well. So let's get to this week's guest, brought to you, brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. All right, joining us right now is Oklahoma State head coach wrestling, John Smith. John, uh, I'm sure you're like the rest of us. Just give us an update on uh, the quarantine life and, and what your uh, day-to-day is looking like right now. Well, it's obviously... Uh something I haven't experienced in a long time. You know, I haven't been out of wrestling this long. I've uh, been off the mat this long. Um, so it has been a change, but it's also been good. You know, I have two younger boys and still at home. And um, so we've got to do a lot of fishing over at our farm and um, done a lot of projects around the house, a lot of, a lot of projects around the farm. And, uh, you know, things that we uh, normally don't get to do, or we're, we've been able to do it. So... So it hadn't been all bad. What are the benefits, Coach, to the student-athletes? Because it's it's got to be the same for them. They go from high-octane training all the time, getting ready for the NCAAs, and then you just flip a switch. Are, are there any benefits to this downtime for them? Well, you know, I've always thought for some guys, downtime's good. You know, I mean, uh, you, know, you look at uh, guys like uh, I've had in the past, I can name uh, Jake Rushold, who, three-time national champion, um, you know, he would, he would stop wrestling at the end of the NCAA championships and really wouldn't start back till August, you know, and it just seemed like, uh, that was the best way of handling him, just getting him completely away. And then there, then there's other guys that just their whole career, they've never been used to being off the mat. And, and a lot of times mentally, they just start thinking they're going backwards. So, you know, there's just a, just kind of depends on what athlete you are and what, what we what you've normally done. So you know, I'm more concerned with the guys that uh, that you know have been on the mat most of their life and and trained uh, pretty regularly every week, uh, uh, every month. So those guys are kind of enjoyed the first couple of weeks off, right? And and now they're getting a little bit uh, concerned about when's the next time I'm going to be able to get on the mat. So mm-hmm. just kind of handling them and, and letting them know that uh, there's things that you can do uh, and, not, 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 and not be on the mat uh, that, that will allow you to keep a good frame of mind and, and recognize that you're not falling behind. 
Coach, you've uh, you've got Dayton Fix. You know, he last year took the Olympic red shirt, and next year it looks like obviously they're pushing the Olympics back. Is that going to be an option for guys like him? And I know based on the what they did last year, or what the current standard is, you'd have even Ferrari and a couple other guys that would be eligible for an Olympic red shirt. Is that going to be an option next year with the whole change, or do you have any insight on what they're planning to do with that? Well, I, I, they haven't made a decision yet. They're, that's still in the works on whether they're going to give them another one. Uh, for Dayton, I don't see any way Dayton uh, needs to be taken in another Olympic red shirt. You know, he didn't. You know, if you, you can count the number of matches, pretty much on one hand, what he's wrestled in uh, uh, since the World Championships last year, and you know, it gets a little dangerous now. You know, so I, I see for Dayton. You know, it's real important if you're going to make an Olympic team, you're going to need you know, 30 matches folk style and, and build your body, make weight several times and uh, get back into a routine just because he's been off of it for so long. And that, that really concerns me. Um, anyone else, uh, um, I, I don't see anyone else that there's a real need to take an Olympic redshirt year. Um, I think Ferrari is probably a guy that uh, we have a couple freshmen coming in that, that has a really good possibility of starting as true freshmen. So, for that reason, you know, we're not in a position to really put anybody in an Olympic red shirt unless you really think they can make an Olympic team. And right now we got one guy, you know, that uh, has that opportunity. It's Dayton. And with Dayton taking one this year, I just think for the health of his, of his wrestling and, and where he needs to be mentally, um, definitely for sure he needs to go through a folk style season next year. And, and John, your sport was really devastated. All the sports have been canceled, obviously, but yours, you had gone through almost the entire season. You guys were gearing up for nationals. Just take us through what that was like, finding out that the season ended abruptly and, and what you told your team and just what it was like dealing with all that, because I know it affected you guys a great deal. Well, you know, um, nothing's easy, you know. I think uh, most of you guys know that, uh, you know, we, we wrestle the season to wrestle the NCAA championships. Um, and, uh, you know, they don't, they don't think about just, uh, you know, the folk style season and not, they're not, not wrestling the, the, the NCAA championship, you know, we're, we're talking about the NCAA championship all year and in our preparation. Mm-hmm. And that's really what our season's about, you know, and, uh, that, that's what we, that's what you get recognized as, as, in, you know, as all Americans and, and national champions. So, you know, it was a little bit devastating to several of them and, and set them back on their heels. And, and you know, I, I just tried to keep it all in perspective for them and, and recognize at the time, you know, you, you just know people weren't doing something, uh, you know, pulling the trigger too early or that this is the wrong thing to do. And, you know, you know, at the beginning, I'm thinking, man, did they overreact to this? Mm. Um, you know, but in the end, you realize, no, they're not doing that. And, and I just try to keep it in perspective for all of them is this is the most important thing that that uh, we can do for, you know, uh, you as a student athlete. And, um, and in the end, you know, I don't I mean, there's not a whole lot to say to them, you know, just we got to we got to prepare for the future. And those of you that are seniors, if we don't get a year back, you got to get ready to uh, to move on to a new career. And, and whether that be wrestling, whether it be coaching. Uh, whatever it may be, but uh, we need to move forward from here. And I think for the most part, uh, that's what we've tried to do. 
I was talking to uh, Josh Holiday about this the other day, and I, I'm just I'm curious about how it's such a weird time for everybody, and you're so used to your routine where you're leading guys, you're leading sort of this organization and, and definitely these student athletes. How have you tried to and found success in leading from afar in uh, maintaining relationships from afar? Has that been difficult? Have you tried different things out? Just what does that look like for you during this time? Well, we zoom, uh, uh twice a week with the, the entire team. Um, uh, we do it on Tuesdays and Fridays, and and uh, obviously, uh, you know, our big concern is is online, and everything's online, and you don't really have uh, complete control of them or access to them, um, so you got to really count on them uh, doing what they need to be doing, and for the most part, that is happening, you know, and uh, we talk about uh, what they what they can be doing as far as conditioning wise and maintaining. Uh, a level of uh, strength and making sure that their condition level doesn't completely fall off. And, and you know, in our sport, obviously, hey, you, you sit around and, and you're at home, um, you know, you tend to eat a lot more, you know. So uh, <laughs> one, of our big, one of our big concerns is, hey, let's not put on too much weight, you know, and, and <laughs> let's not balloon up where it takes us uh, several months to get it back down. So I think everybody's having that problem, not just wrestlers, but um, you know, it just kind of reminded them, listen, stay on your toes. I mean, there, there's not many guys out there that are going to, that, that are not going to go backwards. Let's make sure that we don't go backwards. And I think it's real easy during this time that, uh, especially in the sport of wrestling, uh, that you can fall backwards, you know, fall backwards with your conditioning, fall ba- backwards with your weight, fall, fall backwards with your power. You know, there's, there's a lot of reasons to do things right now that, that you can stay ahead for the future. Coach, on Carson's question regarding, you know, everything was dealing with the seniors and stuff, you also have a unique perspective of being dad in the scenario where Joe, his senior year was cut a little bit shorter than, uh, you know, you probably expected. What's your, I, I guess, view on that and how did how did you take that as a, father you know having a kid that's in the exact same scenarios you know the rest of the seniors this year and dealing with all that well you know um it was definitely hard on joseph and nick you know probably two two guys that really felt it but you know i think in the end you know i think you just you, you take the good you know and the good is this that uh for joe joe you wrestled your best you've ever wrestled at the end and i'm sure you had a chance to wrestle the NCAA championship that uh yeah, we would be celebrating you being a three-time all-american um nick you know same same thing you know nick i think you were prepared you know to to win the championship um i think you're right there um uh, i think you know when you look at your season you had one of your best seasons your in your whole career you know so just kind of hitting on the, the good things to kind of you know, take some of that sting away and just kind of recognize that, uh, um, you know, you did everything right. I mean, here we are at the end as a team and, you know, on Saturday or excuse me, on Sunday, the last day of the big 12, I mean, uh, we lost one match, you know, and, and, uh, we, we performed at the highest level. We performed that all year. Uh, we were getting bonus points. We were, we were wrestling guys that we would one by one point and during the regular season and just kicking the tar out of them, you know? Um, 
and everything came together for us, you know, and, and I, I really feel like, uh, if we had a chance to wrestle in the NCAA championship that we would have won a trophy, we wasn't going to win the championship, but winning the trophy was going to be important for our program. Um, so I just remind, remind our seniors and, and especially the team, you know, the guys, listen, we wrestled better than we ever wrestled the last day we got to wrestle. And, and that, that stands for something as we move forward. And for you seniors, I think uh, you helped move our program forward uh, during the time that we really was uncertain of who, who we were going to be and, and what we were going to perform like. And, uh, you know, that's the key that uh, our two seniors, and I reminded both of them, I said, you moved our program forward by your performance, by your efforts, and by your, by your being good teammates. You know, John, I thought you put it in great perspective. I read that you you told your team, you know, the last time the wrestling season was cut short was World War II, and OSU wrestlers went to go fight for their country. Did that help put things in somewhat perspective for your, for your guys? Oh, I don't think there was any question. I think they didn't even realize it. You know, I, uh, <laughs> we were in the room when when and we were actually practicing when one of our uh, associate ads came in and said and just didn't even say anything to me. He showed me a cell phone and and said, and I read it, and basically it was telling us that the season was over, you know. And as I brought him in, you know, it kind of pointed to a couple guys up there on up on our national championship wall, you know. Was, and I said, you know, these, these were guys that uh, didn't get to wrestle a couple seasons because of war, you know. And, and uh, mm. when they canceled the season, uh, uh, over half of that team ended up fighting in the war, you know. And here we are in a lot better place after they canceled it, you know, because of them and, and just kind of keeping everything in perspective. And I think, uh, you know, that maybe it helped them try to at the, at the moment, take a little of the sting off, you know, and kind of realize that, uh, uh, wow, you know, that, um, you know, there was men 19, 20 years old that, uh, left the wrestling room and, and went overseas to, to fight for the, for USA. So, um, just a little bit of different perspective. Coach, you got a really good class coming in next year, obviously. And, you know, I'm curious about you. You've been doing this for a long time, doing it at a high level for a long time. How difficult is it to stay motivated when it comes to just, you know, the recruiting can be a grind. Everything can, you know, I'm sure in parts is a grind. Is it, is it hard to stay motivated to, to compete and to perform at that highest level as a coach? Well, I think it is, you know, and I think that uh, there's got to be something a lot bigger than just winning trophies and winning, um, you know, uh, awards. Uh, you know, and, it, and it's Oklahoma State wrestling. It's the program. It's the history. It's the legacy. It's, you know, the history of our program is what really motivates me. You know, I, I, I read often about, you know, maybe over and over again, read some of the same stories, but, uh, I often read about our program and, and the history of it, what Coach Gallagher did, Myron Roderick's years, uh, you know, Coach Griffith, who, who probably doesn't get recognized like he should, maybe one of, maybe a, the best coach we ever had, you know, from high school to, to college, um, and, and what he did for Coach Gallagher uh, when he was coaching in high school, the athletes that he sent him. You know, there's just a real connection there that seems to still be there, you know, and I think anytime you get into that environment, you know, that's what motivates you. The, the brotherhood, the, the, the spirit of it, um, you know, you're, you're, you're 
trying to maintain a level of excellence that that you that you find that's really hard in in in, in when we talk about traditions. You know, mm-hmm. you always you always have a tendency in in and, and especially in sports, that uh, the traditions at some point in time falls backwards, um, and it's just the one thing that we've had that uh, really hasn't taken a step backwards, you know. And um, and for that reason, that's what motivates me. Yeah. I think more so than uh, winning trophies or championships. Coach, one guy that kind of made, I guess, had a bit of a blessing in disguise with this season and not possibly missing out on the NCAA tournament is Cape Rock. Um, obviously he was hurt all year. Um, what's kind of his status? Is he going to be able to come back next year? Is he getting a red shirt? What is going on with that? Well, he will, um, he will be back next year. He got a sixth year, um, and he will be back. He, he, he was, um, we were going to try to bring him back this year, you know, and I think, uh, after about five months after his surgery of, uh, with his uh, with his knee, he kind of had a setback a little bit, and we realized then that that we needed to hold him out. Um, at one point in time, we thought about bringing him out in, in late January, mid January, and he had a little bit of a setback. Nothing that was serious, but enough that that's going. You know what? We need to let him fulfill the full six months and and even some additional time to to heal up and. Um, but he's in pretty good shape right now with his knee and, and he should be back and he should be ready to go, you know? Um, so, you know, we have two of those guys with Boo Llewellyn, uh, uh, being able to pick up a six year. So, uh, and the biggest reason is, is they had two, two, two seasons that, uh, ended their seasons with injuries. And that's what, that, what allowed us to get that six year. Well, coach, we really appreciate your time before we let you go. I, I do have one more question you mentioned the ranch and getting stuff done i've always heard that you wrestle the wildlife on your ranch like you'll come back to the house <laughs> bloodied up and cut up from wrestling like the the sheep or the goats or something is it is there true to these these urban legends i've been hearing around stillwater i don't know but i i cut some calves two days ago that uh um i've decided i'm gonna go ahead and buy a shoot you know and the shoots where you trap their head and you don't have to fight these things and <laughs> sometimes uh you know you want to rope them and you want to be a cowboy and you i grew up in dell city oklahoma you know with um you know um, uh, you know cement ponds you know um <laughs> i didn't grow up but i've kind of enjoyed my time in stillwater since i got here but yeah we have a lot of projects and uh, we've got cats and cattle that we enjoy and and we've had sheep, and all the all my children have one time showed sheep, showed pigs, uh, um, things that we enjoy, and still my two younger boys have done it. So, you know, I think the the, the activity has been something that's kind of uh, filled my time, and uh, I've sure enjoyed it. We, we enjoyed having you on, Coach. We really appreciate your time, and uh, we know it's a crazy time for everyone, and uh, we're looking forward to the wrestlers getting back on the mat at some point soon. We appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Take care. Stay healthy. Okay, that was Oklahoma State coach John Smith. Uh, really good, as he always is, and uh, yeah, it was just it was good to hear from him. The, <laughs> the wrestling sheep thing just uh, cracks me up, but uh, yeah, I thought he had some good insight. Just on, 
You know, I feel like everybody you, you talk to, especially, you know, the people we've had on this podcast between Mike Boynton and Josh Holiday, they've been really good with how they've kind of handled. Because the end of the year thing, you think about that, guys, and it's like, that's a big deal. That's like what you've worked on for your entire life. And then you get to your senior year or your junior year or whatever, and all of a sudden everything gets axed. And that's a difficult thing, I think, to handle as a leader. And it sounds like he, you know, a, a lot of these coaches have done a really good job with it. Yeah, I mean, Seth could speak to this too. Like the the pitching anything to me would probably be the most devastated for him. You know, he's he has a real chance to win a national championship. I know he's ranked third, and the, and the two guys ahead of them are his only two losses. But but Seth, just for a guy like that, that has to be just crushing. I mean, he's worked his entire life, as Kyle said, for this, and he has a chance to win it. And then this pandemic really kind of robs him of that chance. Yeah, I think is you know the Oklahoma State. The general wrestling fan base, which you guys know, because like I said I'm kind of the main wrestling guy, so to speak, out there as far as coverage and everything. And Nick's one of the most well liked guys I've ever came across in any sport. You know, I mean, I don't know. People, the fan base really draws to him. He's a really well spoken kid. He's really, I don't know, seems like a lot of care. I mean, I don't, you know, you only know so much as far as your interviews with him and things like that, but he's, he's just, a really well-liked kid, really highly talked about, all those things. So I got to think, you know, for him specifically, but then, like, even just the coaching staff and the other guys on his team and stuff like that, it's got to be just killer for him to see him kind of go through that. And like you said, I think, you know, obviously you're looking at the winter sports as the ones that almost, I think, takes the hardest hit with this thing is, yeah. um, you know, they come in, they compete the whole season and then the postseason gets canceled. And with wrestling, there's, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I know like the NCAA basketball tournament, for instance, is this big spectacle and, and everybody, you know, loves to watch that and everything. But for an actual wrestler out there competing, I have to think that that's one of the most, the entire, like John said, the entire season is designed to build up for that tournament at the end of the year. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, nobody really talks about, I don't know, you know, what duels you won hardly. And, and wrestling as a whole was trying to build up dual meets and trying to do all these different things to do those things. But really the event that they care about, I don't know, you know, like the biggest spectacle in the sport, except for like maybe the Olympics, which or, which nobody, I don't know, it just doesn't have that same draw on a lot of ways because there's only you know a handful of guys in the country each year that even have a shot at making an olympic team um it's just thrown away and it's tough to see like i I don't know but i i think you know john is a pretty well-spoken of guy when you talk to people in the ocean community and still our community and stuff like that and it sounds like he handled it pretty well with them you know i hope all those guys are handling it but man it's it's got to be just a, a tough, tough thing to go be going through right now as a senior college athlete. I I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. Seth, yeah. your your question to John too. I wanted to ask you like about Dayton Fix. W- was he angling for for Dayton to obviously come back and wrestle at Oklahoma State? It sounded like, even though I guess the, the Olympics have officially moved to 2021, the same dates. Like, how does that work with his? Olympic red shirt? Does he have the option to wrestle at OSU and then go to the Olympics? Is that even the smart thing to do? What What was your take on uh, John's response to that? Well, see, this season, basically, John, uh, Dayton took an Olympic red shirt, and the Olympic trials actually would have been last weekend. 
and wow. had you know all this not happen. And the reason being, the it's kind of weird how it works, but the regular in non-Olympic years you have the world team trials, and then you have worlds, um, and that's kind of the pinnacle of the the senior level of the sport. Um, and then in Olympic years, obviously you have the Olympic trials and then the Olympics. Well, to kind of, I, I think they do it across all sports, but in specifically racing, if you meet certain athletes and on and check certain boxes, you can take an Olympic redshirt year. Uh, Fix is a guy that obviously he did it this year. He took the entire season off as an Olympic redshirt, um, basically trained for the Olympics, and the weird. The reason being and the reason they allow that is really there's this tiny, tiny gap between NCAA wrestling and the Olympic team trials. And a lot of people, you know, it kind of depends on the wrestler. Those guys are at such a high level, it's, it's kind of different to talk about. But so it's kind of a, a transition taking your collegiate-style wrestling and then moving it right over to freestyle within yeah. a couple of weeks, you know. And what basically I you know, was kind of curious is, what are they going to do next year with Olympic red shirts in general? And I, you know, John obviously is a lot more tied into whatever they might do. And that's kind of what I was trying to ask him is. And so basically what he was saying is that they are not going to, they haven't made an announcement yet on whether or not or a decision yet on whether or not NCAA is going to allow Olympic red shirts again this year. So, but what he was saying was, in Dayton's scenario, he's really the only one that you look at and go, okay, this guy should go ahead and take an Olympic redshirt possibly because he's the best suited to, to actually make an Olympic team. It's the only one that really makes a lot of sense for. Yeah. Um, a couple other guys qualify. Like I say, uh, Ferrari was one I kind of mentioned in there. He qualified. Like he meets those parameters, but he's still an 18-year-old kid. So seeing him you know, make an Olympic team is going to be kind of hard to picture but but basically what he what john was saying was dayton because he took an olympic redshirt this year and then didn't get to wrestle in the trials and all those things that, that are really supposed to be going on right now he hasn't got a lot enough real competitive matches in the last year that he's been training for the olympics so what he sees dayton needing more so than olympic redshirt and like a break so you can focus on training for the olympics next year is he needs to wrestle a college season and get those matches under his belt just to kind of get back into wrestling. And he thinks that's going to do more for Dayton and, and getting him ready for the Olympic trials next year than he would taking another Olympic red shirt. Do you, do you guys think that uh, John Smith follows AJ Ferrari on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to say no. What do you think? What do you say, Seth? <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't know. John doesn't strike me as the biggest. I don't have his social media guy. I know he kind of maybe gets on there every once in a while, but uh, not not necessarily TikTok. I mean, I'm sure he has like a he gets on his Twitter once a month or something. But I, I'm highly doubting that he. I, I was dying to him. ask. I was dying to ask him about Ferrari. We kind of ran out of time there, but uh, he is. Man, he is a uh, he's a content machine. Ferrari is uh, that is. Yeah, he, uh, he's obviously a great you know a great addition or will be a great addition to Oklahoma State. But he is uh, he's a character. He's going to be fun to cover for sure. Hey, let's um let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit. We'll come back with Seth and Carson, and we will wrap this show up. 
Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly. Shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, guys, any uh, any final thoughts on what uh, Coach John Smith had to say or just kind of where we're at with wrestling right now? Yeah, for me, I mean, I thought it was interesting to hear, you know, I, I had read about the, the World War II story he told his team. I thought that was really, yeah, really cool and really kind of just put things in perspective for all of us, really. You know, we're all upset that sports are canceled. I can't imagine being one of those wrestlers whose life's work has led up to this, like like Piccinini and, and Joe Smith, his son. But uh, that does kind of put it in perspective. I mean, there, there's a there's a much bigger thing going on here, and I thought that was that was pretty cool. And uh, more than anything, Seth, I'll, I'll toss it to you. Like I, I know John Smith's just dying to win another national title. It's been a, it's been a long time for OSU wrestling, and it's it appears, Seth, with his recruiting and the way things are shaping up, that they're going to be able to make a real run at it whenever this sport finally gets to resume. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's the thing, and I think he's he kind of alluded to it in the in the talk with their their guys there are uh, some kids in that uh recruiting classes are coming in that he thinks are ready to compete and might compete yeah. next year as true freshman um and that that's interesting because you really OSU you know they lose Joe Smith they lose Nick Piccinini but um they really got a lot of guys back and have you know guys have been on the roster for a number of years and so it's kind of it'd be interesting to see how that plays out but yeah, I mean, this recruiting class is off the charts. And you still, like we talked about with Dayton, Dayton's the last three years. Um, he'll just be a sophomore when he comes back next year. Um, you still, you know, you have Montalvo. Anthony Montalvo is a 184. He was really good this year. I was pretty impressed by him. He was, he's kind of a raw kid that's good wrestler, but he's, I, I don't know, he, he has all the intangibles of, like, working hard, wrestling hard, all these things that you see that you love to see in a guy. But he kind of has – some rough technique and stuff. And you see, you can kind of watch him throughout the year improve on all that. And I think he's a guy that has a pretty high ceiling because John said at one time in an interview we did with him, that was like with, with a guy like Montalvo, you don't, you worry about coaching guys to wrestle hard. And John said, I don't have a problem teaching a guy technique. If a guy's willing to work hard, like, I can teach him the technique, and Montana was like the embodiment of that guy. But then you got Travis Woodlake; he's a freshman. He only took, uh, I believe, one or one loss this year, maybe two. Or excuse me, two losses this year. Um, you know, he'll still have three more years of him. Like they're going to be up there in a couple of years. Next year, I don't think they'll quite be there. Iowa's got a lot of guys back, but the crazy thing is, there's been this reign of Penn State over wrestling for the last. 10 years and every, you know most people know that Ohio State snuck in and got one title but really Penn State's been the team for the last couple of years well they're not quite recruited on the level that we've typically seen them um, you know and, and I you know I don't want to say declare anything like crazy because I, Kale Sanderson's obviously a, a tremendous coach and they've been really good all these years he's still going to be at that top tier but when you look at you know the recruiting stars and stuff that they've had over this year, the last 
10 years, that's one of the reasons I think they've been winning. <laughs> and that's why, I mean, you know, Pennsylvania is kind of a hotbed of wrestling. There's a lot of different things going on there. But you look now, suddenly there's all these really highly ranked national kids, national kids coming out of Oklahoma. John got them all, basically, uh, with the exception of maybe one or two um, this year. And, you know, it it's, projects as, as a lot of things to be excited about down the road. I don't know, you know, how quickly he'll get John, uh, OSU back to that. But obviously, you know, heard him talk about it. He's all about the tradition of OSU. That's what he drives him. He wants to keep that, you know, the program at the level that Ed Gallier and those guys back in the day had it. And so I'm sure, even though he's kind of been around for a while, I'm sure he's still, you know, pretty fired up to get OSU back on top of the podium. Yeah, for sure. And that that was my big takeaway is just the way that he talked about, you know, when I asked him about staying motivated, because I mean, he's been doing this forever, you know, not just coaching, but involved in wrestling. And that can get monotonous. It can get tedious, but he clearly still cares at a very, and, and I love that he alluded to this. this is kind of my wheelhouse. I love stuff like this, but he, you know, he cares at a very deep level. That's not just about, Hey, beating Iowa next Saturday or whatever. It's not just about, getting you know six guys on the podium at big 12s it's about like what's the long-term arc of this entire thing and I think you have to care about that uh to be able to put in the the day-to-day grind so good stuff from him good stuff from you guys Seth thanks for joining us man and uh thanks for your time you guys can check out Seth's work on pistolsfiringblog.com he might be the most popular uh, person we have on the website right now but uh yeah, John, uh, Coach John Smith, thanks for his time as well. He was great, uh, as we expected. And we will be back later in the week. Carson and I will be back. We've got uh, OKC Dave in the queue. We've got uh, – I don't think I've announced this yet. We've got Phil Forte in the queue. So we'll be talking to him as well uh, in the upcoming days ahead. So everybody stay safe, stay quarantined, and we will talk soon.